AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From grandmothers who whispered in their baby girl ear, to fathers on dimly lit street corners instructing young soldiers to always keep their eyes open, you be queen, you were fire, you were passed through centuries on the hands of your daughters, they called you wisdom. Proverbs, on the backs of diamond-eyed schoolchildren who grew into hymnals recited by amethyst-holding urban philosophers who recited neighborhood commandments out of the windows of restored El Camino chariots to keep the warmth in their blood. Be wise. Be smart. Be black opal, brown quartz, bloodstone, and prayer. Be every form of gem. See, king told scribe, scribe told son, Son told wife, wife told her daughter, and daughter told the ancestors, and the ancestors told me that you would come to give wisdom to thousands. They said you would come, dropping gems, dropping gems. Welcome to the Dropping Gems podcast. I am your host, Debbie Brown. This is my show. So glad you are here. (laughs) This is a place where we demystify higher consciousness and really ground it and root it so that we can make it applicable to our daily lives. On today's show, my guest, Dr. Suhas Shirsagar. Such an incredible, brilliant man who I have had the amazing opportunity to be connected to through my work at Chopra Global. So I have been working as the chief impact officer at Chopra Global. I'm also the voice of daily meditation on our Chopra app for this last year. And one of the first people that I met when I came to Chopra was Dr. Suhas. And one of the first conversations I had was with him. And I was just in awe. So when I have the chance to get him on the show so we can talk about all the incredible things that he does, all of his vast amount of wisdom and knowledge, I jumped at the chance. 
Also, and I'm going to do a whole nother show about this, um, but I am recording this show a few days removed from having spent six days in complete silence in the mountains of Yosemite as part of our Chopra retreat. It's called Silent Awakenings. Uh, we put this retreat on once a year. It's about six days. And we had close to 200 people in the mountains eating a beautiful Ayurvedic diet in silence and having a nightly satsang, um, spiritual discourse, wisdom tradition with the incomparable Deepak Chopra every day. And it was an exceptional experience. And I had the chance to host that retreat. So I did speak just a little bit throughout the day, uh, but I'm going to record a whole nother episode kind of diving into those depths of what I unearthed in the silence and also ways to gift that to yourself, even if you are unable to disappear for that many days. And even if you're unable to be uh, silent for six days, we're going to dive into some of that. So for those that have been asking, I have had DMs about it already. I will expand on that very, very soon. Uh, but Dr. Suhas, today we are going to sink into this really, really savory conversation Dr. Suhas Shirsagar is a world-renowned Ayurvedic physician and medical astrologer from a family of traditional Vedic healers in India. He holds a BA in Ayurvedic medicine and completed a three-year residency as an MD, doctorate in Ayurvedic internal medicine at the prestigious Pune University in India. Dr. Suhas is a compassionate healer and expert clinician who directs the Ayurvedic Healing and Integrative Wellness Clinic in Northern California. He currently teaches the Ayurvedic Wellness Counselor and Ayurvedic Wellness Practitioner programs to over 200 students across the United States. As a sought-after speaker and lecturer, he has shared stages with his dear friend and colleague, Deepak Chopra, Tony Robbins, Wayne Dyer, Dr. Oz, and many other leaders in the field. He also travels throughout the world teaching courses in Ayurveda, training doctors, and providing Ayurvedic consultations for thousands of patients. It is so amazing to have you here. Welcome to the show, Dr. Suhas. Thank you, Amy. Happy to be here. I am so happy to have you here. I am kind of obsessed with you. I'm obsessed with you and your wife, actually. I think you guys are this like amazing cosmic power couple. Yes, I'm so happy and so blessed to have her in my life. I just saw you. Uh, we were in Yosemite together this past week at the Chopra Silent Awakenings Retreat, and I had a chance to sit in on the beautiful song that you and Deepak did together. And it just, first of all, the two of you together, Dr. Suhas, I'm just like goo. I'm like on the floor. I'm turned into goo. I'm just like pure I am consciousness whenever I hear your voices. And then, you know, I go back into life. <laughs> That's very nice of you. You were silent and you were just all listening kind of a mode. So it has a little double impact that way. Yeah. Dr. Suhas, you know, I first came to your work when I started working with Chopra. And one of the amazing things that I got to do in my very first week was have a meeting with you. And you looked at some of my chart. You are a medical astrologer. 
I will never forget the first thing that you said to me when you looked at my chart. Do you remember? I do remember talking to you. I don't remember the very first thing what I said or what I told you. So one of the first things that you said when you opened my chart, you said, oh, I see you're due for a divorce this year. Did that happen? (laughs) (laughs) And then I told you, well, actually, yes, that's in my astrology chart. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you brought it up. I didn't want to say it from my side, but (laughs) yes, uh, when... Astrology is is a very interesting science, Devi. I'm glad we are talking about this today. And I would like to uh, decode this whole myth from astrology as as something fortune-telling or telling something that you're fearful to know. It's not about that at all. It's a very simple science which is based on total mathematics, astronomy, and the Vedic sciences, which is very ancient, is the most ancient body of knowledge that is known to humanity. And the Sanskrit word for astrology is called as Jyotish. Jyoti means light and Isha means divine. So it's as if you're shedding some divine light to see few things, what is more than what meets your eyes. You're able to see more. You're able to feel more. You're able to sense more. You're able to understand the person a little bit more in their totality, more so than what is in front of you, how they dazzle you with the clothes they wear or the language they speak and things like that. So the chart is like a blueprint. Your date, place and time of birth, where you were in the cosmic scheme of things at that time, it lays it out. And your job as an astrologer is to be, is to be humble, to be mindful, to be, to be kind and to be compassionate, to be able to look at the chart, understand the person and guide them gently to the best of your ability. Because you, you look at the good and bad times, you see things on a spectrum scale. And I think that is what astrology is all about. And I would like to uh, bring this attention even more strongly because it's a it's a psychotherapeutic tool. This is not only to mm-hmm. diagnose what is going on, but it's also to help them heal from some of their strengths or some of their imperfections or some of their weaknesses. So it's mm-hmm. a session where we do power pack so many things together, which may be a bit overwhelming, but I think that's the whole purpose of it. And that's the reason why it has been around since time immemorial, I would say. Mm. It's so amazing. And I, you know, and I speak to that on this show quite a bit. I I find it to be a tool that for me even transcends therapy. You know, when you get to a certain point of like cognitive understanding of yourself, tools like this, I think, help sink you into mastery. They help sink you into a deeper part of your path of your dharma. Um, and it's been, it's been mind-blowing and such a beautiful journey for me to be connected to my chart in this way. Well, and in, in a lighter sense, you have so many other folks to blame too, isn't it? In in terms of doshas, you say, oh, it's my vata, it's my pitta. But here you have nine planets and God knows <laughs> which one of them is retrograde or which one of them is a negative transit. So you have many more to blame to. That makes you feel better somehow. It's not me, it's that retrograde Mercury. Right. Or it's my Saturn transit. It's making me think, behave, act this way. And uh, some of the challenges that you feel always gives you a little hope because they're all swirling, they're all moving, they're changing, Mm -hmm. it's all motion and space and time is all about the continuity of things. 
the karma, the wheel of karma is moving, it's shifting, it's changing. So you don't feel stuck and stagnant about something good or bad that is happening to you, but it's shifting, it's going to change and it's going to evolve. And it's a room that you are able to sink what is going on at a cosmic level and the decisions that you make and the choices that you make, if they all synchronize together, then you are much more awakened and you have a sense of heightened awareness how to live your life that way. Mm. And you know, Dr. Suhas, you are a medical astrologer. What exactly is that in the lineage and how does it operate? How does it further inform someone's life experience? Well, um, medical astrologer means someone who is a physician and an astrologer at the same time. Okay. So we call it as an Ayurvedic physician as Vaidya. The word Vaidya, V-A-I-D-Y-A, comes from the root Sanskrit word called Vid, means to know to know completely, mm. to know truly. And a Vaidya, along with a Jyotishi together, you're not only able to see and understand the person, but to look at their Prakriti much more closely. Because many times you take those quizzes and you're answering those questions which are based on imbalance. So I can't sleep last few days, so I might be having this. So many times you end up in answering your questions which are more in the form of Vikriti or in the form of imbalances. But when you look at the chart, you look at the trends, where you were born, what your parents were, how how your early childhood trends was, it gives you a much more clarity about their body type, their prakriti. It also gives you a lot of clarity about their vikriti, which is the imbalances. So which dosha they are having more tendency to have imbalance, whether you'll be prone for a kaphagenic imbalance, gaining weight or having diabetes or sensitive to simple starches or carbohydrates, or you'll be uh, a pitta predominant where you'll be having more inflammation, inflammatory tendencies, autoimmune diseases, or you'll be more prone for vatagenic imbalances, which are more uh, anxiety, sleeplessness, degenerative condition, osteoarthritis is things like that. So you look at the Prakriti, you look at the Vikriti, but you also try to find out what their innate vitality is, how good their immunity Mm. is, and what are the weak organs in the system, whether you have heart, which is a little bit more weak, or you have liver, which is a bit sluggish, or you have challenges with your kidneys, or your nervous system, or your gut, or your joints, or the musculoskeletal system. So you are able to see the Prakriti, you are able to see the Vikriti, you are able to see the immunity, you are able to assess the overall ojas or vitality in a given person and correlate that with the state of their mind. By nature, whether your moon sign, which tells us whether by nature you are a sattvic person. Sattva means mm-hmm. something pure, light, bright, clarity. Whether you are a rajasic person, where you are driven, ambitious, a little bit more um, kind of a moving kind of a person, dynamic person, or passionate, or you are a tamasic person, which is under the influence of tamas, which is a little bit dull, heavy, lazy, procrastinating, things like that. So it tells you about your mental state. It also tells you about your dharma, what you're supposed to do. It also tells you about your karma, the actions that you're doing, whether they tend to be pure, they tend to be impure, whether you have a shadowy part of your personality where you say one thing and do something else. 
Mm-hmm. It also tells you whether you have some karmic blessing that you are born and blessed in a good family, with a good upbringing, with good siblings, with all the blessings in life. Some people's life is really easy, simple, effortless. They get everything what they want at the right time. And some people's life is full of struggles and challenges and difficulties. And sometimes that creates diseases. The obstacles, failures create a lot of physical diseases that we see. So when you look at the chart from a medical astrology perspective, you are actually trying to find out what is the source of their heartburn and hyperacidity really coming from? What is the reason why they are actually having insomnia? Because as, as a physician, I know that you have insomnia, but as an astrologer, I would know why you are having sleepless nights or what is bugging you, what is bothering you. And, and when you put them together, you can come up with a, with a template or a model, which is far, far more effective. And I've been practicing this for over 30 years now. And wow. what has taught me is that the totality that I understand of the person, give them the tools, empower them, help them understand. Astrology should not weaken a person, but should strengthen them. So mm. it's not meant that, oops, my parents, uh, blew it up and they kind of uh, gave me gave birth to me at a wrong time or something it's not about that it's about understanding what the limitations are and perfecting and using your strength and maybe minimizing your weaknesses mm. and if you use it properly i think it can be a, and it has been used for ages together in this model of healing the body as well as healing the mind and the most important thing, and I really admire your work, Devi, because you're living to your true name. Devi means divine, goddess. And mm. the word Devi doesn't mean something esoteric. It simply means appreciating the goodness in anything and everything. So having that very optimistic outlook in identifying goodness in everything, no matter how mm. difficult or challenging things are. And that is what the word Devi or divine actually means. So knowing your dharma way too early, building your professional career, who you are, how you think, how you live, and you integrate your dharma with your karma and your actions together and you live your life that way, that makes it rather easy. And I think that's exactly what we do in terms of helping and guiding people to use astrology, to use medical astrology, to to correct their faulty patterns of diet and behavior and emotions and reset them with the spiritual understanding of life. Because the purpose is to slowly guide them towards their spiritual self. You can't keep them in the dichotomy of the mind and body because they are polar opposites. You can't constantly deal with just the mind and the body. You have to find spiritual solutions for the problems in your mind and body. And I think Jyotish session or the medical astrology session is a perfect way to get into that. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you so much, Dr. Suhas, for the kind words you shared with me um, as it relates to me. I'm really grateful for that. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. 
We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy. And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great. You see me too. We'll laugh together. We'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I've never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Uh, Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in in a different aspect of my life now. So, How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We have kind of spoken about here on the show charts and and the influence and the way that astrology can be just an an absolutely powerful and gorgeous tool for your life. But when you, you know, when you look at a chart and you have these perceived, and I know there's no good or bad, but when you have these perceived, oh, that's a really good chart. That's a really bad chart. Um, Because I have a challenging chart, but it's mostly... To me, I still see like really epic amazingness in my chart. <laughs> how do how is it that we fall under these categories when we choose to incarnate, when we come here? How is it that we end up with the charts that we have or with the karma that we have? And how do we kind of play with it? Well, it's a great question, and this is the eternal quest that they have. And I face these questions all the time, that am I blessed or cursed with my child? 
<laughs> well, you have no choice. You are born at the given time to the given set of parents that you chose. And that's where you start your life. Okay. And that is the journey point. Means whatever you cast a horoscope, that's their journey point. That doesn't mean it should limit them to live that way. It is, mm-hmm. it is a, a template. But you can always rise above the limitations. I have seen people with absolutely mediocre mediocre chart living a phenomenal life and doing amazing things. Really? And I have seen charts which are filled with Raj Yogas and royal combinations and having absolutely good for nothing life. Wow. And what is it that makes either of those so? It's like playing a deck of cards, isn't it? That you can't choose what cards you have. but how you play your game smartly and you can still win a game using the cards and making the moves timely and properly. And I think that's exactly what it is. It is it is understanding that whatever your limitations are, minimizing those, whatever your little strength, and every chart has some strength and some weaknesses. Every chart. The sooner you know and you minimize those things and potentiate the other goodnesses in your chart, the more successful you are likely to be. And many times people sometimes use their strength to the degree where it almost becomes their weakness. Mm. And I've seen people who who go to a meteoric rise in their life and suddenly collapse to, to the depth of really uh, terrible situation in their life. So there is a planetary component, but you can still do it in such a way. And when we look at anybody's chart, you have to always look at the the certain times when people are actually going to feel obstructions or blockage or more challenges. But that doesn't mean that is a trend for the rest of your life. When the things improve and when you are into a better scheme of things, what do you do? What kind of actions do you do in order to support and live up to that? Because everyone has to do the karma. Is that right? You can't sit back and relax. So I have a phenomenal chart and I don't have to do anything because it will all come to me. Nobody has that luxury. Nobody has that luxury. The sooner you can configure your dharma and karma together, blend your actions with what your strengths are and meeting the right people, talking to, uh, seeking the right kind of opportunities and helping you to grow allows you to actually get into that shape. And many times, the Jyotish chart is, a. I think this is the most important point that we are going to discuss today, David. The Jyotish chart is, is a field of maya, is a field of illusion, is a field of restrictions. It's something that almost cast a spell on you thinking that you are limited to this or that. Because when you are in the field of Maya, when you are under the influence of just sensory activity and not able to transcend just the challenges of your mind and body, this Maya, the challenges, the limitations which are bother you and bug you the most. The next step when you transcend the field of Maya, when you are able to go beyond this veil of illusion and start living an awakened life, start Mm. meditating, start doing yoga, start uh, living in accordance with the laws of nature. And that spiritual Mm. element slowly starts transcending the impact of those planets. The same Saturn doesn't bug you or bother you anymore. 
the same limitations of a negative transit doesn't bug you anymore because you're almost creating a different shield or immunity with your spiritual practice, which helps you transcend the limitations of an astrological chart. And a good astrologer should meet people where they are and slowly lead them where they need to be, where the limitations and the challenges of the chart should not bug them or affect them that strongly and that intensely. Mm. It's, like, it's like when you are at the surface level of the ocean, then the tides throw you from here to there. When you go five feet deeper, you can feel the tide coming and going, but it doesn't affect you. You go a little bit deeper and the waves come and go, but it's nice and quiet, 10, 15 feet underneath the layer. And that's exactly how you lead your life, where the wow. turbulence of life doesn't really affect you and our job collectively as educators, as practitioners, as healers is taking people to give them that experience, that experience of tranquility, calmness, depth from where the, the emotions do not bug you as much. You, you don't sway from like a pendulum from yum to yuck, from good to bad all day long. You're creating a lot of stability. And that stability and that refinement stabilizes your intellect. It improves your choices. It slowly starts reprogramming and changing your life. And I see quite a few people who come to me with a lot of fear, with a lot of anxiety, with a lot of needs and wants that I want this, I want that. They cling on to that. Some of them are skeptic. Some of them are paranoid. Some of them are really worried. And no matter where you come, but how we talk to them, how we how we use the right lingo to guide them, I think that is the key. And I think that's the that's the new model of Vedic counseling. That I wrote a book with uh, Pandit Vamdev Shastri David Frawley, um, and it's available on Amazon. It's a sought after book called as the Art and Science of Vedic Counseling. How to use the tools of yoga, Ayurveda, Jyotish, and all the Vedic sciences to counsel people through neurolinguistic programming, through nonviolent communication, through neurosculpting, and almost a cognitive behavioral therapy that you use the model of chart and Ayurvedic sessions and slowly guide them to create that space and experience in their life. Wow, 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 wow. You know, I, I I especially love, I have an appointment set up for you in two weeks. You may not know, but it's on your schedule. We're going to go over my son's chart together. <laughs> I love, I love the way, I love the way that you counsel so much. And I love the way that you speak to this work because something I felt in my session with you, Dr. Suhas, was... It, we were just working with what is. And when we take off that extra pressure, when we take off some of that extra, um, this idea to make things look or feel more, I don't know, more, you know, easy, I think does it a disservice sometimes. And, you know, I remember I had got, I had got a Yodish reading um, probably 10 years ago. And when that person was reading my chart, they they said, you know, when you turn this age, you might just start reevaluating your feelings towards home. 
right? That's the way that they shared it with me. And I was like, okay, that's so interesting. All right, wrote it down as a note. I have my session with you. And you're like, okay, you're due for a divorce. Did you do it yet? And I was like, oh, well, actually, yes. Oh, that was all aligned, you know? And I, and I thought to myself after my session with you, I said, wow, you know, I think for me, knowing my particular type of personality and the way that I integrate and move through life, I feel like it would have been such a, such a gift to have that depth of introspection 10 years ago. Well, and you're absolutely right, because it is it is tailor-made for you. Your date, place, and time of birth, where the planets were up in the sky at that given time, we create a horoscope. This is These are the 12 houses in the chart. This is the planets where they were. Sun was in Leo, moon was in Sagittarius. This is what was going on. We place those planets, but they are not staying there forever. That's the starting point. That's the frozen structure of your astrological chart. It's very dynamic because the planets are moving. They're shifting different zodiac signs. They're constantly moving in the orbit and they're exerting different effect on your life. And these planets are like good and good or bad friends that you have. Okay. So like, like some of some friends that you have are really good that you want to really learn and grow with them. They give you more energy. Some people weigh you down and they drain your energy and they they are uh, inflicting fear and things like that. Some people are really toxic yeah. to be with. Some people are, are. So these nine planets are personified. Okay. Jupiter is about spiritual growth and abundance. Sun is about leadership and organization. Moon is about sensitivities and emotions. Mars is about passion and dynamism. Mercury is about speech and communication and expression. So these planets are kind of personified. And these qualities mm -hmm. that they have is what is affecting your chart. And it is only to you because that's when you were born in a given place where you were born the planets are transiting and not only we have the the main chart but we also have several divisional charts which we zoom and micro zoom further and further which gives you more accurate trends what is happening pertaining to maybe your marriage pertaining to your job pertaining to an investment or a new buy that mm. you're having or you're anticipating a child or some challenges with your kids or your siblings or or your boss so there are there are areas in life that you can look from the chart that you are currently getting affected with. And the mm -hmm. wisdom that we can decode at that time, what you need to know in order to do that. I just a few minutes ago, I finished a session with someone who was actually trying to do some work and she was a little bit professionally overwhelmed and not able to do justice for herself. And she was dealing with a client where she felt was completely not ethical and something that she yeah. could really uh, connect and her her life purpose and understanding doesn't sync with that kind of a client. And even though that was helping her earn more money and things like that, she didn't want to con continue that activity. She is fine with earning less money, but she didn't want to sacrifice her morals and ethics to continue yeah. to do that work, which didn't feel right. So when we look at the chart, it looked as if that she's about to, to go into a, uh, a choice, a fork, where she can make herself really miserable continuing to do that work, or she can choose and go and have a discussion and tell them that 
I cannot continue to do this work. I can help you find someone to work this and see you through to the next level, but I can't continue to work. And if you make one choice over the other choice, that doesn't mean that we tell you which choice to make. We can guide you which choice to make. Yeah. And then if you make that decision, I think that is what the purpose and the, the message of astrology is all about. So for someone that is like very pragmatic with their chart, someone that may look at their chart and say, okay, this is a tool for my refinement, for my mastery, for my transcendence of karma. What is a way to start working with some of the things that you may be seeing, especially if you do happen to look at your chart and it feels a little doom and gloomy? Um, what are what are some ways to start utilizing it more as a tool well, utilizing it as a tool where we guide them and tell them to see whether it really feels as a dharmic extension of who you are and what you do. Does it really make you feel good with this choice? So uh, giving back to the same example, when I said that you're going to continue to work with this client and continue to do against your moral and ethic understanding um, for next three years, how does it feel in your body? And she feels that I feel... My neck is tightening up. I feel a little bit nauseous. I feel I can't deal with this. And I feel really angry why I'm making this choice. And so it's your decision, your choice, your answer. We are just giving you an experience of the choice that you're making. Mm. So in every situation, which job to check, which I have seen many people who have quit their corporate job and starting something else, which sound very um, unconventional or something that is stupid at that time, which looks like it. <laughs> But when it is in alignment in what their chart is able to do, we can actually give them the strength. I think it doesn't make a lot of material sense to quit this job and what you're doing, but I think you'll be more happier, more powerful, and more relaxed. And I have numerous examples here in the Bay Area who have quit their high-profile job and started something else, a startup that they believe is going to make a difference in humanity. And five years later, they have made 10 times more money than they would have made in their conventional job. And more importantly, they felt absolutely happy and passionate with what they have created. Mm. So I think I think the, the, the discussion is helping people feel empowered. You don't make the decision because they sometimes come to you, oh, you tell me, Dr. Suhas, if I should do this or not. I said, I'm not going to tell you that. That's not the purpose of this. You are the person who is going to make that decision. I'm going to give you an understanding about why you should think this way or that way. And then it's your choice. It's your thinking. Because the rumination of this is so important. Every session, you need to go back, sit back, look at your notes, reflect. And many times we record our session. So you can you can go back and listen to your recording one more time so that it creates more and more refinement about what it is. And what we do is as a trend is every year on your birthday, there's a trend that you go and talk to your Jyotishi or your astrologer or counselor that what does this birthday year going to look like for me? And you you get an understanding where the planets are in the sky and which area is going to be more affected this year versus last year and where you should prioritize, where you should sink your energy in doing what. Even understanding your own strength, that who you are and how capable you are in doing certain things and aligning those things. 
I think the purpose of Jyotish is is more preventing the chaos that can happen. It's like when you look at a, a weatherman telling you that there is about 90% chance of rain and things, that's what a Jyotish forecast would be. Okay, mm-hmm. You can take your umbrella with you so that you are not soaked and wet yourself. You can protect, but it's still going to rain. You're not diffusing the karma by telling them that this bad thing won't happen to you. But even if it happens, you have the tools in place. You have your umbrella on your head so that you are not soaked and wet. You are able to deal with it. And if you know beforehand that I should be cautious, maybe I should not be going for this surgery at this time. I should just Ah. wait and see how my body deals with this. And this is not the best time for me to really embark on this. Or I have a choice whether I should go with conventional chemo and radiation or I should go with just doing some alternate therapies for my cancer and what would I do and how would I do. Sometimes it gives you a lot of powerful insight. The purpose of Jyotish is to see and help and support people. It's as if that you're holding their hands and giving them strength to make that choice. And once they feel comfortable with their choice and they feel as if you go and talk to a stranger like me and suddenly you resonate with what they are saying and what you're feeling. And it Mm. feels as if you are making the right choice, as if it feels that you are listening to something that you kind of knew it all along in Mm. your mind. And it sounds right. It feels right. And when that synchrony happens, you feel really confident in making that choice and making that decision. So amazing. I, I love, love, love talking to you. We did that for my birthday uh, back in June. I You went through what my year would look like. And it was so, it was really powerful and just um, absolutely fascinating. What is the role of really our medical makeup in in our lifetimes and the way that we choose to incarnate, you know, being able to look and say, well, you may be, you may experience or you may be more prone to this in this lifetime. What, how does that operate? Well, it means there definitely means uh, you, you would be, be blessed or cursed with some of the good and bad things that your parents have given you, the first cell that they might have given you, which is your DNA or your genetic imprint, that you might be a kapha type, you're prone for gaining weight, you're prone for having certain diseases. And then in that case, you create a counterbalancing diet and lifestyle to keep it in balance. You could be an angry, grumpy, irritable person eating hot and spicy foods, drinking too much of caffeine and drinking too much of alcohol. And then you giving them uh, maybe a green tea to drink and staying away from alcohol and balancing their diet to, to not being acidic and create more alkaline diet. Then the person doesn't change. But what the choices that they are making based upon what they are prone for has completely shifted in the diseases that they will create and how they will feel in their body and the mind because the choices that you are suggesting them is not only changing the nature of the diseases, but changing what they can attract or fail to attract in their life in general. Mm. If that person continues to eat hot and spicy foods and getting drunk every night, then 
his his intensity his passion his drive his ability to make things happen is completely sidelined and is hurting him and making him more inflamed and is not able to live up to his potential that makes him feel more depressed and angry all day long mm. but if you are making those choices in your diet and lifestyle then you are refunneling this energy and you are more of a sattvic pitta person who is able to organize do things empower yourself assume the leadership role and go out and do it more much more confidently and completely change themselves and change the world if they can they have the capacity so looking at that because this conversation and it's a very wonderful question devi because what we know is the genetics is one part of it 95% is is epigenetics what mm. you see what you touch what you feel what you hear what you ingest from every field of perception is who you become wow 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 yeah get emotional with me radhi devlukia in my new podcast a really good cry We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in exactly. to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, right. which is different than empathy, yeah. right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, "Oh, great, you see me too." We'll laugh together, we'll cry together, and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to a really good cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes. I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Dr. Suhas, you and I are going to be together again soon. October 29th, you're going to be here in the L.A. area. We are having, um, and for all those listening, you can still get tickets if you're hearing this still in the month of September and and early October. Um, We are going to be having the Well Within Retreat, a three-day retreat experience with Chopra. And it's happening at Terriana Resort, which is in Palos Verdes, so just right outside of L.A., so many incredible speakers. We are going to connect people to their dosha type. So if you've been hearing that phrase on this show and you're not familiar, your dosha type, your dosha type. Dr. Suhas, what is a dosha type? And then I'll send everyone to the app to be able to check theirs. Well, it's a, it's a great question because we talk about the five basic elements that the whole universe is made up of, which is space, air, fire, water, and earth. And within those five elements, there are uh, combinations of those elements that structure your mind-body type. And that structure of mind-body type created your parents, who they are and who they were. And they gave a combination of their first cell to you in which it got frozen as your mind-body makeup or genetic makeup. Mm. So a combination of space and air creates a vata personality. And vata personality is a little bit lean and thin and wiry and bubbly and energetic, okay? Combination of fire and water creates something what we call it is a pitta personality. And the combination of fire and water, two opposite forces coming together. Pitta people are a little bit flushed, medium built and a little bit more red complexion and a little bit intense, passionate, um, more uh, sharp sense of digestion, sharp tongue, very leadership, organized qualities in their personalities, in their body and mind. And the last combination is a combination of water and earth together, which is a kapha body type. Kapha is, these are big, hefty, blessed with some good muscles, good bones, a little bit more chubbier, heavier side, uh, easygoing, happy-go-lucky people, they are happy most of the time, a bit lazy and procrastinating and a bit dull sometimes. So this is who you are. Your mind-body type is given to you by your parents. That's first step. And the second, the choices that you make in order to either increase those to a degree of imbalance or keep them in balance or create almost a degree of depletion in some areas. So Ayurveda is a science of lifestyle. The word Ayurveda, Ayurveda, Ayu means life and Veda means knowledge or science. It's science to know about yourself. Ayurveda is something that introduces you to yourself, to know who you are, what fits you in your mind and body, what you like, Mm. what you don't like. What sits happily in your belly? What doesn't sit happily in your belly? How your bowel movements are, how your sleep is, what choices is, what movies you like, what books you like to read, what company you like to keep, the choices you make. Everything is having an impact on your doshas. 
the mm. job that you do, the work you do, the car you drive, every little thing has an impact on your dosha. It has a doshic signature on everything that you choose. And the more you study that, you will be amazed. And the simple rule, that Ayurvedic rule is that if something that you're prone for, how are you going to counterbalance that? And just the science of qualia and qualities, understanding the qualia and qualities in certain, I'm a little kapha kind of a person, having a tendency for weight gain, maybe pre-diabetes things. So how can I make certain dietary changes that will balance that? It will not get rid of that strength that you have, but it will counterbalance that in every choice you make. And I think the more you find your spiritual strength, the more you meditate, the more you transcend, is the first step where that information, that knowledge will float to the top. Mm-hmm. And that choices that you will make will become effortless. Not because I'm telling you or someone else is telling you, because it's what you think is right for you. That feels right when you do it. And the choice that you make becomes a habit that slowly gets ingrained. And this is how you think. This is how you eat. This is how you live. This is how you cultivate relationship. And as we start changing your epigenetic environment, the genes start behaving themselves. And you truly manifest your fullest potential that way. Mm. And that's why I, I love to work with Deepak because it's it's the lifetime work that he has been doing in order to bring yeah. this blend of East and West. It's a perfect blend of East and West. It's totally rooted in the understanding of Western sciences, basic sciences, but giving you the tools, giving you the experience of what it can do to you. And I think mm-hmm. that's what we are trying to launch uh, in the next coming months, he's been talking very passionately about the longevity experiment, about yeah. what are the factors for longevity. And the longevity factors Ayurveda has been talking about for ages together. Physical health, your emotional health, your spiritual health, fitness of every kind, the resilience of every kind, the choices coming from food, water, air, your Ability to refine the exchange of intelligence from Mother Nature. And able to keep yourself occupied and active and be engaged in purposeful activity is what is going to make you live longer and happier. It was it was really wonderful being able to sit with you and Deepak this past week in Yosemite and, and feel that passion about this new leg of research and application that you guys are in. This path is really, I mean, the I don't know if you know this, Dr. Suhas, but the very first thing that even led me to meditation was doing a panchakarma at the mm-hmm. Chopra Center. And it was a 10-day panchakarma. And I had never, I was not exposed to that previously. I didn't know of Ayurveda. And it changed absolutely everything about my life. And I think for the first time, it really, it allowed me to know myself, to feel myself, to be myself, to understand what it even means to be in alignment or to come into that kind of larger, holistic, zoomed out view of being in harmony, mind, body, and soul. Um, So it just, I'm so grateful for your work and I'm so grateful uh, for all the ways that you share these gifts. You have three, um, you listed the other book that just came out, 
Another way that everyone can connect with you is your book, Change Your Schedule, Change Your Life, The Hot Belly Diet, and Pancha Karma, which everyone can find everywhere books are sold, but definitely on Amazon. Get that Amazon Prime. Get it in a day. <laughs> but it's just, it's I, I, I just admire you so deeply, Dr. Suhas, and I'm, it's been such a pleasure speaking to you. And every time I'm gifted either the chance to just converse with you one-on-one or see you on a stage, I'm... I'm just always blown away. Um, and I always walk away with deepened understanding of how to be in this life. I'm glad you brought this uh, concept of Panchakarma because we have a wonderful clinic here in Santa Cruz, California, where people come from all over the country, actually all over the world, to receive Panchakarma. And Panchakarma is a series of detoxification treatment that we do from an Ayurvedic perspective. And when you're going through those five, seven, 14 days of detoxification treatment, you're getting rid of a lot of physical impurities, a lot of metabolic impurities, a lot of emotional impurities. And as the impurities are being purged out from the carpet of your body, the seven tissues, as we call it, the layers within the skin, as you're purging and releasing the impurities, you're allowing a new flow of prana that is flowing through your system. That flow of life force or energy of prana, which is connecting all the dots, creating more of a a flooding of your chakric energy, creating almost a spiritual experience. I jokingly Mm. tell my patient that I'm going to punch the karma out of you. But (laughs) in, in some way, it is realigning. It's giving you a lot of time to think, ponder, reflect, contemplate about who you are, who you have become, how you're going to reshape and change few choices that you're making. So that Panchakarma experience sounds physical, but has a lot of metaphysical correlates to it. So when the body goes through that, the mind and the spirit becomes a little bit more aligned. And many people who actually go through Panchakarma at our clinic actually observe a five or seven days of silence. And can you imagine that you are able to do yoga, you are able to do meditation, you are able to eat a very simple, easily home-cooked, plant-based vegetarian diet and go through a series of treatments for about three hours every day and observe a degree of silence and do some self-reflective journaling. It really opens up floodgates. You release a lot of exhaustion, tired, achy feeling. And the building up of the doshas that are about to create diseases and you are nipping it in the bud. You are draining it out. You are creating prevention and the therapy at the same time. Mm -hmm. And we did uh, several uh, research studies at the Chopra Center and around the country, around around the globe itself that what it does to Panchakarma, the inflammation markers go down, the cortisol gets regulated. Many of these genes that were turned on to create diseases were actually turned off. Your telomeres get lengthened. You reverse your aging process. So uh, it has been around for a millennia. This therapy is is a modern-day application of Kaya Kalpa, which is transformation of your body and mind completely so that you are much more aligned and focused and concentrated to prioritize what is right for you. And you are able to achieve more, to be more successful and a little bit more uh, emotionally happy and feel purposeful Mm. and relaxed. 
And I think it's, mm. uh, it's, uh, it's a labor-intensive treatment. It takes time for you to create certain things to make that happen. But it starts with an intention. If you have an intention that I would like to take good care of myself, it starts with that, that I want to be healthy. I want to be happy. And I'm willing to embark on something that is going to take me there. Once you set that intention and you find the right kind of practitioners and get it done, I think you will see the benefits. Mm. Amazing. So grateful for your time, Dr. Suhas. And everyone, you can, if you come to our Chopra retreat, Well Within, which is October 29th through the 31st, you'll actually be able to get to see Dr. Suhas in action and meet him in person um, and learn so much about Ayurveda and about doshas, which also, if your interest has been piqued hearing about the different dosha types, the vada, pitta, kapha, I personally am a I am a double dosha, so I'm a pitta kapha. You can go on our app, which is the Chopra app, and you can take a dosha test and get connected to your dosha. And then I highly recommend, highly, highly, highly recommend connecting with Dr. Suhas's books and works so you can deepen your understanding of how to use that information and actually use it to transform your life. So grateful for you, Dr. Suhas. Thank you. Thank you, Devi. All the best. And I wish you that you touch many more lives, millions and millions more people. Uh, you can spark their interest in these sciences of yoga, Ayurveda, meditation and spirituality. Wishing you all the best. Namaste. Namaste. From your mouth to God's ears. And so it is. such a juicy show. I could listen to Dr. Suhas talk for hours and actually have before <laughs> and loved every, 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 every second of it. <sighs> yeah, that was very, very rich and expanding that conversation. Again, just a reminder, if you want to join us at any of our Chopra retreats that we do, they're exceptional. Um, they are the leading retreats in the country. They're truly an investment in self. Our next event is going to be October 29th, 2021 uh, through the 31st at Terranea Resort in Palos Verdes, which is right here in the Los Angeles area. That's coming up. We also have several of other events that are happening throughout this entire year that I will be hosting. So I'll be at all the retreats that we have planned through this year. Um, and check out our website and see what speaks to you. We have some beautiful ones coming up as well. Uh, one in Mexico going over the seven spiritual laws of success, my favorite book and Deepak's international bestseller, where you can learn to meditate. You can get connected with your dosha type. You can get connected with the deepest aspects of your soul. So if that sounds and feels good, go to Chopra. C-H-O-P-R-A, Chopra.com forward slash retreats. Get connected. Um, I'll be at all the ones listed. So I really hope to be able to meet you and see you there if you feel so called. And um, yeah, I'm going to be sinking into this conversation. Dr. Suhas, you can also be connected to him. We're adding some information in the description of this show. If you want to find out more about his work, get connected to it, maybe even pay a visit to his wellness facility in Santa Cruz. Ah, amazing. All right, y'all, it has been so real. 
Big, 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 big love. If you haven't yet, please leave a five-star review and type up a rating. I would be so grateful and appreciative. And I will be back next week with the next episode. Love you. Namaste. Hey, find me on social. Let's connect. At Debbie Brown. That's Twitter and Instagram. Or go to my website, DebbieBrown.com. And if you're listening to this show on Apple Podcasts, please, 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 Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And send this episode to a friend. Dropping Gems is a production of iHeartRadio and the Black Effect Network. It's produced by Jacquees and me, Debbie Brown. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune into what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.